Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. I'm trying, Ryan, not to blow out the speakers when I say welcome. Because every time I say welcome, it's like, welcome, and it's super loud. <laughs> and I always see it on, and it bothers me. But I, th- I just thought you these are the ob- using cocaine. You know, so. Yeah, these are the observations that you make over the course of a 6-17 week uh, football season with the Denver Broncos. Welcome in uh, for the final game preview podcast uh, this season for the Broncos Blitz. I'm Jake Marsing. He's uh, Ryan Green. We've done this show 46 times now. <laughs> yeah. Well, 50 if you count. No, 46, because those do include. The, like two times we oh, did a yeah, podcast yeah. and we had no idea what you, we were doing. You're sounding like Kubiak right now, being very reflective. I am very the, reflective, and we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, because... I, Gary was asked a question today that I thought was very interesting. But we are officially here to preview Broncos Raiders, the final game. That's right. They have a game. That's right. Everybody keeps forgetting. The final game of the Broncos season. Um, There's a reason people are forgetting because, quite frankly, it's a meaningless game for the Broncos. And and, and the team, I'm not going to say they're treating it like a preseason game. All right. Because they're doing some things that they wouldn't. Like Emmanuel Sanders and DT will probably play this whole game. Okay. Maybe not the whole game, but a good chunk of the game. Yeah. Certainly more than they would in a preseason game. Um, but they're treating it like an opportunity to get a good look at guys heading into the offseason. Certain guys, Khalif Raymond comes to mind mm-hmm. as a player who you know, has told me that he's really looking forward to this opportunity. You know, An opportunity to come out, to try and compete, to put good stuff on tape, yeah. either for the Broncos coaches or for another coaching staff in the NFL. Um, that's just how this league works. Very kind of somber mood in the locker room today, I'd say. Like, um, like the middle of the week, it was kind of normal. Monday was awful. And then middle of the week, it was kind of normal. Today, it wasn't awful, but it was very reflective, very kind of, you know, we'll miss you. Because you got to remember, these these guys are with each other, in some cases, since April. Really, yeah. You know, since, since OTAs, March even. Um, they're not going to be with each other anymore for mm-hmm. another, you know, five, five, six months. So it's a, a little time away, much longer than they're used to having. Uh, and that's evident today. And, uh, yeah, they'll clean out their lockers on Monday. We'll be here for that. And, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see how things go. Yeah, it, uh, it does. It just feels like they've got one more final left. And then they graduate college, you know. That's well, they thing. flunk out of college. Oh, flunk out, sorry. They, yeah. uh, that's, and I think that's the reason why people are just kind of forgetting that the season still has one more game is because it just feels like it was a failure. We, you know, the, the Broncos have gone to the playoffs the past five years. And uh, even Von Miller had one of the best uh, quotes this week. And he was like, I had to call my other friends and ask them what to do during the playoffs. Yeah. I haven't ever had to do this. So it just feels like, ah, oh, right. it's, it's over, you know, and we didn't even, even I think if the Broncos did get to the playoffs, I don't, I don't expect anyone to have said, oh, they're a lock for the Super Bowl. But, you know, you, you, the playoffs were the hope. I maintain that had they gotten in, that defense could have made some plays. And I would have been I interested to see, I what, think to it, see what would have, would have happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it just feels like uh, 
Bleh. And it's not, and it's not like a giant failure. You know, eight wins is still tough to do in this league. Uh, you know, it's not like they're staring at a, a top 10 draft pick at the moment. Uh, but it's just, it's very not, we just, the, the Broncos just haven't had it in a while. And I think that's what the team and the organization and the fan base are just not used to. Yeah. And, and we've talked a lot about Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch mm-hmm. being one of the in my opinion, the most interesting piece going into next year. Um, and I think in most people's opinion, it's it's the most interesting. It's but the quarterback. it's not the foundational issue with this team. Um, this team's foundational issue, and I've said this, is the offensive line. The offensive line has been bad all year mm-hmm. long, going back to last year, really since uh, really since 2012. Like the, the 2013 season is when I first started to see some offensive line, some serious offensive line deficiencies. So the line is bad, and it's really hard to make it better. Um, I, I don't Especially believe... Especially this year. Yeah. I don't believe there's a quick fix. This is not... The Broncos are going to have a struggle again next year in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, I don't know today if I'm going to pick them as a playoff team. That's why this offseason right. is so important, and we'll certainly talk about that over the course of of the, the summer Summer, good God, it's just like for four days into winter. I'm already talking about <laughs> summer. Um, over the course of the spring and into, you know, the draft and, and on that whole process. Because the Broncos have to figure out who they are and what mm-hmm. they're going to be. And, Ryan, a big piece of that is head coach Gary Kubiak. Yeah. Um, he was finally asked the question today, Ryan, that I think mm-hmm. everybody's... Who asked him? Troy Rank okay. uh, with Channel, Channel uh, 7 asked him that question. The question that everybody in the room has been thinking, really for a couple of weeks now, but hasn't been able to ask, uh, is Gary Kubiak going to be back next year? And, and Troy, I thought, asked it in a good way. Mm-hmm. He said, Coach, you know, what's your feeling? How are you thinking? What are you? What's on your mind? And I thought that if Gary Kubiak was going to come back next year, that if he was sure he was going to come back next year, he would have wanted to shut that down as fast as possible. Yes. Um, he didn't. He didn't do that. He said, "Well, here, let let's play it. Let's play his answer to Troy's question because I think it's um, I think it's worth our time." Has anything changed with your situation that your desire to keep doing this at the high level after your health scare? I asked. I mean, why do I look bad or what? No, you look good. That's why I asked. Do you, feel, <laughs> do you feel good about going forward? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, hey, you guys know. I, I mean, I love this league. I loved. I loved uh, the Broncos. Uh, I love to work, you know. Uh, you know, I'm all in on the Raiders right now. It'll be time for reflection and all that stuff next week. But right now it's time to focus on what we're doing. So Kubiak basically saying, look, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to reflect. I'm going to talk. I'm going to think about it. We'll get to all those things I'm focused on this week. Kind of a coach answer. But I don't know if that's a question you can deflect if you're sure you're going to be back. I don't think he is sure. I think he has to have that conversation with his family. And I think he'll have that conversation maybe Monday, mm-hmm. um, Sunday night, if he hasn't had it already. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to really figure out whether he's going to be back here next year. And today, Ryan, all week I've kind of been declining and thinking that he would not be back. The, the, my, my thought was that he'll probably be back. Mm-hmm. Today, that answer made me go, huh? Um, and I, and you can't read too much into it, but right. it's, it, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the season isn't even over quite yet. Um, and truly, 
if I'm looking at it from a human being standpoint, I don't know if I want Gary Kubiak to be sure if he's coming back next year. I want him to truly think about it. The head coaching position is a stressful job, especially in the NFL. Uh, The magnifying glass is on you constantly. And with someone or with a coach that has now had two health scares, I, I do. I want him to talk to his family. I want him to talk to his doctors. I want him to talk to John Elway. I want him to talk to as many people as possible, get as many angles of it as possible, and make sure that whatever you choose, you are behind 100%. Um, and you know, I, as much as I would like Gary Kubiak to come back, I think he's a phenomenal person to have in that building. Uh, he's been a part of every Super Bowl win this team has ever had. And, um, I don't think it's done yet. I don't know if, uh, an eight and eight kind of blah season is one he wants to go out on. Um, but at the same time, if you want to look at it, uh, I guess in the in the uh, all about business type aspect, uh, you've been talking about it. You know, this is not really the year to fix your offensive line, especially in the draft and free agency. It's just not. There's not any. There's not a lot of talent in either. Um, and so, you know, maybe this is a good time to struggle with a new offensive coordinator at, at the very least, or at the very least, uh, a new offensive play caller. Maybe struggle through this year. Uh, See if you can get some momentum heading into the year after. Um, But, again, it's just just too soon, I think. You win in a big circle this year. Yeah. And that should frustrate Broncos fans because, you know, it's one thing to, to miss the playoffs. I think in sports generally, you would much rather go... You'd much rather be the Cleveland Browns than the Denver Broncos. And in terms of if you're not making of, the playoffs. Yeah, in terms okay. of not making the playoffs. Yeah. In terms of the future. Okay. Building the future of the organization. And people aren't going to like that, but let me say, let me explain it and clarify a little bit. So in the NFL, you need to be able to develop your options. Um, you need to be able to develop talent, right? right? The best way and easiest way for teams to develop talent is through the draft. Teams that are successful for long stretches of time they build through the draft, mm-hmm. primarily. Um, you look at the Steelers, a great example. They've built through the draft. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, the Ravens, I think another great example, with the exception of maybe Steve Smith and some other guys, Joe Flacco, a drafted guy. You, they've built through the draft, even though they're out of the playoffs this year. Uh, the Patriots are built through the draft guys. Um, uh-huh. Drafting and developing players in the National Football League is the most important thing that a franchise can do. It is key to your success as an organization. Now, the Broncos have gotten lucky. They signed Peyton Manning to, to the deal, which helped right. them bring in free agent talent. But that's not the model, right? That You can't just have right. that model. exactly. And that's why everyone needs to stop with the Tony Romo Yeah, crap. that's nonsense. Um, 1 in 14 or 1 in 15 sucks to watch as fans. Uh-huh. But as an organization, if I know I've got that number one overall pick and I've got seven picks behind it in the first two rounds... I'm thinking, oh boy, I've got a chance to make us really good over the next, right. not just next year, you know, probably not next year, but two to three to four to five to six, mm-hmm. you know, two to 10 years, two to 15 years mm-hmm. down the line, we're going to be a good football team. And the Broncos, you know, they had that season in 20, uh, 2010. 
They were the number two overall pick, and look what it got them. Von Miller. Got him Von Super Miller. Super Bowl MVP. He got that's him Von Miller. Exactly. That's how you become really good in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos are going to have a higher draft pick this year, which is going to be important. It, it It's really hard to be good for a long time if you're constantly picking in the 30s right. or the 20s. And, I mean, Broncos fans, it's a disappointing season, but appreciate <laughs> the run this team went on the past five years. Yeah. I mean, it's historic what they did. I mean, two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl victory, five consecutive AFC West titles. Enjoy it. You, it's, you, you don't get it every year. You know, I know you see the Patriots, and they have gotten it since, what, since 2007, 2008? I don't know. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's an outlier. I mean, it, it's it's incredible what the Broncos have done. And uh, this is just kind of a, a, a bring-you-back-to-earth type moment, and I don't expect John Elway to just take it lying down. I think he's just going to absolutely tear up this offseason. I think he doesn't like having uh, a, a bad offense, um, and I don't think he likes being third in the division. So here's what I think is going to happen this offseason. And we'll finish on the Raiders here in a second. Okay. But here's what I think is going to happen this offseason. I think the Broncos are going to talk to the Browns about Joe Thomas. Okay. They've done it before. I think they'll do it again. They may get a deal done. Okay. Um, I think, but they also may not. The Browns are going to have a really high price for him. Yeah. Because he's a franchise piece. If they do that, uh, fans will herald it as, oh, the offensive line is fixed. Mm. This team is going to repeat. Everything's back to normal and good. Joe Thomas is 32 years old. Yeah. He's going to be 33. He is his play has declined. I've noticed on tape this year it's been uh, less than stellar. Um, he's not he, leadership wise. He'd be great, but he's committed to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that you get the Cleveland Joe Thomas if you move him by trade, especially if it's not his choice. Out of that city, he he. Whether it's right to or not, he wants to see that through. It's one mm-hmm. of those guys that playing one place matters to him, right? Um, which is a great thing. I and think he hasn't missed a game, right? Yeah, never, never Ever. missed a game. Um, he's uh, a great player. He's been a great player, potentially right. a Hall of Fame caliber player. Um, but he is not. Uh, he's he's definitely, I don't think, the best option for the Broncos. But then you look at other options, mm-hmm. and I don't know that there is a great option. I'm sure that the Broncos have some guys that they've looked at uh, upstairs that they think could fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking at guys right now that I think could be an option in the draft. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, people are as soon as the Broncos make a move on their offensive line, this is what I saw happen last offseason, and it shocked me. I hope, for the sake of Broncos fans, that when... This front office, John Elway and that group, when they bring in another offensive lineman, which they will, they'll probably bring in three to four new guys. Yeah. Um, when they do that, and the, probably the first one will be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do that, I hope Broncos fans recognize that uh, it's not necessarily all fixed as soon as news of a move comes down. Right. Like, if they go out and sign another Donald Stevenson, right. I better not see tweets about, oh, they're fixed, they fixed the offensive right. line Be issues. Be skeptical. Yes. Yeah. Lean towards skepticism. That's and you know what I think this, I, you know what I think that has happened this season? I think Broncos fans have flipped that switch. Yeah, I think They've gone right. from the Owen, you know, hashtag in LA we trust, which I always thought was nonsense. I still think that's there, but I, I think that the the leash is a little tighter. And you know what? A skeptical fan base is 
good because mm-hmm. it holds an organization accountable, yep. which is so important to the long-term health of a team. The Broncos, you know where the Broncos got good? Because the fan base sold, because the fan base quit on the team. Because they saw Josh... 4-12. Yeah, yeah. The, the fan base stopped showing up. They stopped caring. They became not mm-hmm. just skeptical. They abandoned the organization. Mm-hmm. And it and they demanded organizational change. Mm-hmm. And they got organizational change, and it won them Super Bowl 50. Yeah. A skeptical fan base, a fan base that is constantly questioning the team, is constantly asking, is this the right move? Is, is this guy... Yeah. Is Donald Stevenson a spot starter from Kansas City with technique right. issues and penalty problems? Is he really... Mm-hmm. The guy that Andy Reid turned down. Right. Is he? The, are we really? Should we really be paying him franchise right, right tackle money? Yeah. Is uh, is Trevor Simeon the the franchise quarterback? Yeah. Like, moving forward, it's it's those and, kinds and of questions even, that are okay to ask. It's yeah. not like it's not like your fanhood is revoked if you are going against. What In fact, the I think you're a better fan if exactly because. So at at the very least, if you're skeptical, the the best that comes out of it is the Broncos were were better. I'm asking know? Broncos fans to. Think. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm asking. That's my mantra for this offseason. Okay. Think every time a move comes down. Yep. Look the player up. Look. I'm not even asking you to watch tape like I do. Look at his stats. Yeah. Look at if it's an offensive lineman. Look at what his teammates and 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 scouts say about him, and take that word with some. Say all right, maybe you know even if. You can trust the organization, and you can build faith in the organization. But when you go in with blind trust, that's when you wind up getting the Colorado Rockies. Hashtag, you got to trust the organization. Right. Um, it's it, You cannot do that as a fan, and that's my message to Broncos fans this offseason. Use your brain when, the, when they make a move. I like uh, surfing the team that a free agent comes for, their message boards about the team or about yeah. the player. You know, are they upset about they losing ups- him? Right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, I think if, if Donald Stevenson went and signed with someone else and people asked the Bronco fans about Donald Stevenson, they'd get quite the reaction. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I think that's a, a, yeah, Andy a Reed brilliant didn't, idea. Andy Reid didn't seem real real disappointed losing Donald Stevenson in the exactly. offseason. Exactly. And that there's, there's a reason for that. Speaking of media, um, we didn't do a show yesterday, Ryan, because you had to head out. And, yes. And, and I think you have to head out here pretty quick, too. So mm-hmm. Oh, we're good, but So we'll try and, we'll try and get through this. But um, there's been some stuff uh, a-brewing with the media this week in terms of player relationships with the media. I'm sure you know all about it if you yes. have a Twitter account um, and are a sports fan in this town. Uh-huh. Um, look, here's what I'll say on that. And I'm not going to dive too deep into it because I don't think it's my place. But when somebody is here mm-hmm. every single day, mm-hmm. when he sees for the most part... You're talking media member. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When a media member is here every single day at the UC Health Training Center, when he sees, for the most part, what happens in the locker room, and when he certainly right. hears about what happens in the locker room, um, you know, don't totally discount what that guy has to say. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, um, I get that what fans see on the field... Yes, comes first in the, in the fan side. Yeah. first, and that's why Emmanuel is a fan favorite. Yeah, that's what we're talking he gives about. gives effort... Mm-hmm. Um, on the field. On yep. the field. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have flaws. And here's the thing about that. People, fans will say, oh, you know, um, all that should matter is what happens between the stripes. That's mm-hmm. that's partially true. Yeah. Um, and that's why Aqib Tlaib 
will remain on this team. Yeah, uh, he's not going anywhere. Though. Yeah, he's not. They, they, they don't like don't him. even. They love a keep, and he's a he's a core leader in that locker room. Um, and why would you want to get rid of the second best corner and when you also have the first perspe- best corner? Yeah, from my perspective, why would you want to, uh, you know, lose that quote? I mean, good God, <laughs> I need that guy. That guy feeds feeds this media. I want him telling which player he's going after when he sees him in Whose his agent's office. Whose ass is Tlaib going to beat next? <laughs> I want to know that. Yeah. Um, but, hey, I understand fan skepticism of media, their built-in bias yeah. towards players. But I think, ultimately... Um, and there's two sides to this story. I'm not saying what uh, the media member said isn't wasn't, you know... Uh, of wrong, uh, I think it could have been phrased differently. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's this is uh, you know what he said. I think has some weight. Emmanuel has had issues in the locker room, mm-hmm. and he's had issues with the media. He made those public, right. um, so we can I think talk about him to a certain extent. But um, just don't totally toss everything out that you hear. Right. That's what that's what my message would be. I agree. With that. Um. Let's talk a little bit about the Raiders and then get the hell out of here. Um, neither of us think they're going to win this game. No. Uh, I picked the Broncos to lose this game 31-17. I think the offense is going to play a little bit better with Paxton Lynch at the helm because I just think he's capable of making a couple of plays here or there that, that, that might be there, especially in the fourth quarter when that defense I know. backs and off. As, and as weird as it is, I also think they this is the game where they kind of... Uh, the offense will to, look cater to his game. Yeah, and Tom Nalen on the radio on Altitude AM nine fifty had a take that I thought was interesting, and I wanted your opinion on. Um, they Tommy said, uh, "Look, maybe they're using Trevor Simeon as a sacrificial lamb." Almost, I, I've said that before. Where you put him out there, you figure out what's going on with the Raiders' defense, what they're trying to do to you, game plan wise. You adjust, and then you put Lynch into the game in a better situation than you would if you made him your starter right away. That's an interesting take. Uh, I don't know if that's what they're doing, but it was certainly a thought that I thought was um, was engaging and interesting. But this game, Ryan, to me, really is about Paxton Lynch. It's about any opportunity I get to watch that kid play, I'm going to take it and, and try and evaluate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect you'll see flashes out of him, but he'll struggle ultimately. Uh, but I, I do think he, he'll he'll show enough that he'll go into the offseason feeling fairly confident and knowing specifically a lot more about what he has to do in order to become a pro, which is, it's tough. And he's had a tough year. Yeah. He and I talked a little bit today in the locker room. Um, uh, he was, he, he knows. He, he knows what he has to do mm-hmm. to go become a pro player. Um, and I think he's got the right mentality um, to go out there and get it done. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens on yeah. Sunday. We won't. I don't want to dive in too much because okay. I don't think people care. But generally, what are you thinking on, on this ball game? Um, I, I don't care if they win or lose. This is a – I know it's not a preseason game, but this is a let's evaluate what we've got. You know, yeah. this, is, this is the final thing. Um, I don't think – this is a game about getting Paxton reps. I think it's a game about getting Paxton confidence. I think the first two games that he played, it was, all right, you're going to go out there, and here's the system that we run. So go do it. I think here you go see them call plays for Paxton that will make him realize, I can play in the NFL. 
you know, I can make the throws. I can find the guys. It's not too fast for me. Um, that's what I think the Broncos will do. I think that's what they need to do. Um, so uh, when when you talk about what Tom Nalen said, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I, I still, there's a little bit of part of me that thinks Trevor Simeon was the sacrificial lamb this entire season. Uh, and yeah, so I don't expect much. I do expect the Raiders to still kind of win. I bet they come out with a lot more momentum. They they probably want to show that Derek Carr wasn't the reason they're so good. Yeah. Um, and so I think they're going to come out with a lot more uh, their effort. Talked to Brandon Marshall yesterday. He said, "Man, they're going to come after us. Yeah, we know they're going to come mm-hmm. after us. Um, we know they're going to be ready to play." And Brandon Marshall, by the way, questionable with this game. He felt like he had a shot to play. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. I doubt it. If there's any question, right? I doubt he'll play. But um, if, if they feel confident enough, I could see them giving him a couple of quarters of work here at the end yeah. of the year, considering he hasn't played at all. Um, I think the Chiefs got their kick the king in the teeth moment last week and I think the Raiders are kind of looking for the same thing they really just want to say nope you're not you're not on top anymore guys sorry yeah it's going to be tough that's, the, that's what I'm it's going to be tough with with Matt McLuhan at the helm uh, eight and eight I think is where we find the Broncos at yep. the end of the season which is certainly a disappointment but you look back at what we were hey. thinking in camp <laughs> the Broncos are used to being eight and five and finishing eight and eight you know yeah oh yeah oh. <laughs> that's a shot at Mike Shanahan by the way uh eight years ago today the Denver Broncos and under Pat Bowen fired uh, Mike Shanahan. That was the uh, that was the first time as a Broncos fan I was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, why are you letting him go? What a crazy eight years!" Uh, and oh my gosh, no, no kidding. What a crazy, no insane. Even going, no, really, that was the point. But even a, like the, the even like oh six when the Cutler-Plummer right. stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. From that point on, the Broncos have been one of the most interesting teams in the NFL. I can't disagree. I don't know that, that that's going to be the case going forward, but I think now starts the skepticism, mm-hmm. now starts the building towards the future. On that note, one last piece I want to talk to you about, and then we really will get out of here. Uh, Wade Phillips. Uh, somehow we as the media miss this. I don't know how, um, but Wade Phillips' contract is up at the end of the season. Um it's up, so it's up. He's not under contract for next year. Uh-huh. Uh, the Broncos approached him in the offseason after the Super Bowl about an extension. They couldn't get a deal done, uh, and they kind of tabled it until after the year. My initial thought, um, you know, it's it's tough to speculate on exactly what he's thinking of, but the guy is going to be 70 in June. Yeah. And my initial thought is, you know, it's a... It's a Coach, do you you wait it out? You see, a right. do I wanna do I wanna coach at the age of seventy? B, uh, can I get more money elsewhere? And you know, you kind of just see what things are. I think this is a Wade thing. Yeah. If Wade wants to come back, I think he comes back here. I don't yeah. think moving again is I exactly. Think this is, yeah. But that's just one more Ryan of these off of these off season changes we could see. And don't forget. He was up in a booth for one game because he got ran over on the sidelines. Yeah, you know that's. Uh, I know that's not the same type of health scare that Gary Kubiak had, but if but your I'm, life flashes before your if eyes, if I'm almost yeah. seventy and that happens to me, I bet I'm pretty sore. If know? I'm almost seventy, I'm like, wow, how'd I make it to seventy? <laughs> Holy cow, that's what happens to me. Yeah, uh, Ryan, let let's do get out of here. Okay. Um, God, Monday is going to be interesting, man. Yeah, I'm excited actually. I think we will see some news come down in some um, type of fashion. In some type of fashion on Sunday night, mm-hmm. look out for a Mike Kliss tweet Ooh. on Sunday night. All right, um, just I don't know what it's going to say, but it's going to say something, and it's going to be interesting because okay. this 
this organization will have had time to make those plans. So look for a Mike Kliss tweet Sunday night that, that has some, some interesting tidbits in it. I'm certainly planning on sticking around the Broncos game a little bit longer and waiting that out as well. Right. So we will see that, and if there is news, we'll be here to cover it at 5280 Sportsnet. And guys, next season... And during the off season, we're gonna you're gonna see the site evolve. We've got a thing that's gonna be available on your phone that is actually out now, but but we're not publicizing it, so I probably shouldn't have said that. How dare you? Um, but it is very cool, and we're gonna really start to put that out there pretty soon. Uh, we've got some other things planned. We're gonna build out written content on the site this spring, I think, and by next Broncos season, 5280SportsNetwork.com is gonna be the place to go for sports news in Denver. Thank you for riding with us through the the course of the first year uh, with the Broncos. We will probably do a Monday podcast, Mm -hmm. and then we'll probably go to one a week. Yeah, would probably be my thought. Um, And we'll do video content. I'll go full-time on the Nuggets, the draft, and the offseason. But it's, uh, it's this, and then the Monday presser, and then we don't come back out here, Ryan, until the pre-draft stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's a pre-draft press conference in March with John, and then there is a uh, a uh, OTAs. It's yeah. OTAs, and then it's the draft, and then it's uh, rookie mini camp, and then it's <laughs> mini camp, and then it's training camp. All in eight months. Eight, eight months. Can, <laughs> hopefully eight months will fly by. Yeah. Hey, Ryan Green, I've enjoyed doing this with you all year, yeah, my friend. Yeah, it's been fun, man. Uh, you're Ryan Green. Follow him on Twitter at fifty two eighty sports. Uh, no, no, that's that's us. Yeah, at our green fifty two eighty. We're you. at fifty two eighty sportsnet. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. Follow us there. Also, want to give a shout out as well to the great folks with the Broncos who have made absolutely uh, working, especially the PR staff. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Seth Medvin, Eric Schubert, Patrick Smythe, Melissa Katz, Angelo Sano, uh, the team that the Broncos put together this year have made. You know, working with a, a first year media outlet. Um, really have been helpful, and they do a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. So, thanks to those to that that team. Uh, I know, hope I haven't been too much of a thorn in your side. Uh, for everybody at Fifty Two Eighty Sportsnet, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsling. This is Fifty Two Eighty SN.